I'm Brett McGarry. This week on the Couch Potatoes, it's time for a second opinion on the end game. I'm Jeff Braun. Yes, I saw it this week, and I'll have a spoiler-free review and some recommendations for those who've yet to see it. Oh, and isn't it a new month? Mm-hmm. That means it's time for the May Movie Preview. And new this week, the Seth Rogen, Charlie's Theron rom-com, Longshot. Secretary of State Charlotte Field of the United States of America. So are you, like, dating the Prime Minister of Canada? No. 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 It's weird. I know this great little place not too far from here. Ooh. It's called Mini Bar, and it's in my room. You asked. No, hey, I'm not, I, I've hooked up with my fair share of world leaders, too. Del Castro once. You thought his beard was big. Seth Rogen plays a guy that looks like him who's a freelance reporter. Charlize plays the Secretary of State for the United States. Turns out she used to babysit him years ago and invites him to be embedded with her on some international business trips. They fall in love and hijinks ensue. The film looks hilarious. It also stars Bob Odenkirk, Alexander Skarsgård, Andy Serkis, Randall Park, O'Shea Jackson Jr., June Diane Raphael, and Ravi Patel. I'm going to see it this week, and I'll have a review next weekend. Optics of you and Fred would destroy your entire career. It's pretty woman, but she's Richard Gere and you're Julia Roberts. You got destiny on your side. Also out this weekend, a suspense thriller called The Intruder. You really want this place, don't you? I do. We always had a lot of love in this house. This is the big handoff. Fox Club is yours now. Charlie is outside cutting the grass. Did you just get this out of the garage? That's right, keep it. The man acts like the house still belongs to him. Hey, stop drilling holes in my house! It's not your house. Charlie's quite a guy. Just don't look too close under the mask. The Intruder is about a young married couple who buys their dream home in Napa Valley. Did I say that right? Napa Valley? Napa, Napa Valley. Napa? Yeah. It's where the wine comes from. Napa Valley? Yeah. I'm going to go take a Napa, Napa Valley. Yeah. They look to build a family in this dream home in Napa Valley. However, they bought the house from a man played by Dennis Quaid who is still a little too attached to the home and scary hijinks ensue. It's getting mostly garbage reviews. Also out this weekend, something for the kids called Ugly Dolls. This summer, you're invited to a magical place where weird is celebrated, strange is special, and beauty is more than meets the eye. Good morning, Uglyville! Ugly Dolls is about all the reject factory dolls missing eyes and limbs and such and how they go on an adventure to the place where all the perfect dolls go with dreams of someday finding a kid that will want to play with them. It's got a lot of music in it and in fact most of the main characters are singers. They're played by Kelly Clarkson, Nick Jonas, Janelle Monet, Blake Shelton and Pitbull. Looks kind of funny and obviously has a strong message about inner beauty. I have a feeling we're not in Uglyville anymore. Look guys, what's perfection? Don't know, but let's go say hi. Hello! (laughs) Must be a customary greeting here. Let's move now to May 10th. This movie is going to be huge. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. You can hear him, right? Pika Pika! Yeah, Pika Pika Pika. He's adorable. You're adorable. They can't understand me, kid. Can no one else hear him? 
I don't need a Pokemon. Then what about a world-class detective? Because if you want to find your pops, I'm your best bet. What is that? Silent but deadly. Apologies, my tummy's bad from all the coffee. It's Pokemon Detective Pikachu. It's about a detective who goes missing, so his 21-year-old son, Tim, tries to find him. But to do it, he'll need his dad's former Pokemon partner, Detective Pikachu, voiced by Ryan Reynolds. This movie is set in Rhyme City, a sprawling place where humans and Pokemon live side by side. I don't know anything about Pokemon, or as one of our colleagues once called it, Pokemon, but uh, I think this movie looks pretty cool. I think so too, and I don't, I'm like you, I don't know anything about the world of the Pokemon. But uh, I saw the trailer. I was like, man, I wish I, I wish I knew what all this was because it looks cool. Yeah, I feel no. like I've missed out. But maybe, maybe we'll have to get into it. Should we download the app? Weird. Yeah, no. It's no, not, I'm not going to do that. Also on May 10th, Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson play a pair of con artists in The Hustle. Is this taken? I'll just get a glass of water, please. I have to save all my money because I'm here to find my sister. She's been taken. Taken? Like? Like by men who sell hot white virgins to kajillionaires on yachts. I am very moved by your story. Order anything you like. I'll have a club sandwich and an order of fries. Two slices of cake. Do you want any cake? No. Three slices of cake and a Diet Coke. Impressive. I'm a con artist. Sisters in arms. So Wilson is just a nickel and dime style con artist, like scamming free meals, that sort of thing, while Hathaway is more big time. I had no idea how small time I was until I met you. Penny. Why are women better suited to the con than men? Because we're used to faking it. Because no man will ever believe a woman is smarter than he is. Is it valuable? $500,000. I like it because it's shiny. Wilson wants to learn at the feet of the master. I could be the partner he never knew needed. Teach me your sugar baby ways. Take this to the guest room, butlery person. First lesson, there's nothing more compelling to a man than a vulnerable woman. Observe. Wow, you can just tear up like that. Can you make the tear roll down your cheek? Oh, oh. Now you try. Are you constipated? The movie actually looks pretty funny. Not sure that it demands to be seen in theaters, though. Release the peasants! She must mean pheasants, yeah? Don't worry, darling. She's a terrible shot. <laughs> that was unexpected. One more on May 10th, a movie about the man behind the one ring to rule them all. It's called Tolkien. Stand up, Tolkien. It's pronounced Tolkien. <laughs> we should form a brotherhood. We change the world through the power of art. Music. Poetry. And what about Tolkien? Since childhood, I made stories about legends and magic. England's at war! We are your brothers, Tolkien. Through everything. This is more than friendship. It's an invincible alliance. It's a fellowship. Tolkien. PG 13 Everywhere May 10th. So first of all, like, my whole life I thought it was Tolkien. Yep, me too. And now we hear this ad and it's Tolkien. So... Presumably they would know since they made the movie about him? Yeah, Question I hope mark? so. So <laughs> Tolkien is about J.R.R. Tolkien and explores the life of the man who went on to write The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. It tells his early life story of going through World War I, which threatened to celebrate his 
fellowship of friends at school, tells the stories that inspired him to write his world-famous novels about Middle Earth. And it's cool because you see him sort of in the trenches of battle, and there's a, an opposing soldier with a flamethrower, but oh, then he yeah. sort of pictures it like a dragon right. breathing fire, or there's smoke and bombs and stuff, and the smoke blends in with the fire, and then it sort of blends in his imagination. It actually looks like the Balrog. Right. So That's cool. Yeah, so uh, this looks like it could be a good story. Also, uh, even though the spot that we just played says everywhere May 10th, just double-check your listings because I'm seeing in spots that it might be a limited release. Mm. It's certainly not going to burn up the box office, no. no matter how wide it opens. All right, I'm moving on to the 17th. Oh, you know what? Oh, what? We could Why don't we just, for... let's just wait. Oh. I'm, I'm sick gonna... of waiting. I've been waiting two years, Brett. <laughs> well, let's just wait a couple of more minutes. Right. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. We're doing the May movie preview right now. We're on to the 17th when the most important movie of the month comes out. It's John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. You have no idea what's coming. Mr. Wick broke the rules. I trust you understand the repercussions if he survives. John Wick, excommunicado, is now in effect. You shouldn't be here. Nice suit. Good to see you too. Wick is on the run from all the other hitmen in their little assassin universe, so he seeks help from Halle Berry, who shoots him on sight and is generally not too happy to see him. Wick also returns to the Continental, the hotel he frequents, hoping that Ian McShane and Lance Reddick will help him. Our services still off limits to me. What do you need? Guns. Lots of guns. The Matrix, LOL. Ah, like the other two John Wicks, the story in this, I'm sure, takes a very distant backseat to the action involved. The series has become one of my favorites of the decade, right up there with the Marvel and the Mission Impossibles. John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum shoots its way into theaters on the 17th. All of this for what? Because of a puppy? Wasn't just a puppy. Just for some background context here, I mean, when did that first John Wick come be, out? Uh, 20, 2014. Yeah. So I saw that movie, I think the month it came out, yeah. loved it, and uh, was super excited when the sequel came out. You hadn't seen the first one, and then you went right. out. Uh, did you, how did you, what was the order of operations? Did you finally borrow it on Blu-ray or watch it on Netflix or I something? I Netflixed it on a Friday night or Saturday night, the first one. Yeah. And I was like, what are you kidding me? That's amazing. And then the... Within 12 hours, I was in the theater watching the second one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then 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 Jeff's enthusiasm for the series now exceeded mine because oh. I still haven't watched the sequel again. I didn't like it as much as the first one. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought it was. It just felt like too much for me. But I I need to see it again before I see Parabellum. So it's gonna be good. Yep, two weeks. It is. Uh, I think the sequel is on Crave TV, so I can do and, that. And the first one's still on Netflix. Weird. Why can't they just? You know, all get one know. or the other. And I'm uh, not buying any of them until they're done and I can buy the big uh, eight or nine set box set, you know? Do you think, I, I'm hoping, I don't know. You're hoping there's going to be eight movies? No, he's in his 50s already. There can't be, I mean, I don't know. But uh, what's his, Dominic Toretto? Vin Diesel's in his 50s too. They keep making those movies. Oh so. my God, yeah. Well, hey, you never know. No. Well, here's another one on May 7th. Something called The Sun is Also a Star. And to set it up, 
Here's a TV spot from the Netherlands. What if I told you faith is real? so idiotic. I'm a girl who believes in science and facts. What if I could change your mind? Just give me a day. I don't have a day. I'm leaving tomorrow. A million futures lie before us. Which one will come true? This can't be real. Why not? My family and I are being deported. Today is not a coincidence. It led me to you. The sun is also a star. 16 May in the bioscope. Yeah, so there were stuff in that spot that you could understand and stuff that you probably couldn't and I just thought it sounded cool so I left it. The Sun is Also a Star is about a young romance between Daniel and Natasha who meet and immediately fall in love in a day which sucks because Jamaica-born Natasha's family is being deported the next day. Will love help them come together and stay together or will it be torn apart? I don't know. But yeah, a teen romance with people who probably are not even close to being teenagers. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Also on the 17th, it's a dog's journey. I've lived a lot of lives as a lot of different dogs, and Ethan was always my purpose. Go! Until I met his granddaughter, CJ. Hmm, there's nothing in that cup. <laughs> now I had a new purpose to protect CJ no matter what. There might actually be someone looking out for me. Where did you come from? There's a lot you don't know about that dog. That's Dennis Quaid, by the way, so he's got two this month. And if you're having trouble keeping these dog movies straight, you're not alone. Last year we had A Dog's Purpose, and it was a mild hit, I guess. Then this past January, there's a movie called A Dog's Way Home, which was not directly connected to A Dog's Purpose, but was made by the same people. Now we have A Dog's Journey, and it is a direct sequel to A Dog's Purpose, so I guess they're all part of the same extended dog cinematic universe or something yeah i'm not sure anyhow if you like those other cutesy poo dog movies you'll dig this a dog's journey on may 24th it is the latest live action adaptation from disney aladdin here's the basics you get three wishes they must begin with rubbing the lamp and saying i wish got it think so watch this mr I can't make anybody love anybody or bring anybody back from the dead. And the crowd goes wild! Disney's Aladdin. So, how does it work? The whole song was the instruction! Rated PG, May 24th. So the cartoon arrived in 1992. Now we have the live version with Will Smith as the same blue genie. Robin Williams in the cartoon, right? Yep. Okay. Which I've never seen, but I know that. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. I used to. Because we were like teenagers then and dudes, and it wasn't cool to watch a Disney cartoon. That's true. Yeah. I did eventually see The Lion King, but it took me a few years to see that. Uh, Now we have the live version. Will Smith is a blue genie who helps this poor dude down in his luck turn into a charming prince in the hopes that he'll score. A fresh prince? Nailed it. Call it that. Yeah, that's why I'm playing the Fresh Prince music. Thought I might have thought I'd gone with uh, what is that? A whole new world. But I instead I went with I think I can beat Mike Tyson. However, an evil sorcerer wants that lamp for his own nefarious purposes. Looks cool. Uh, people I know were not happy with Will Smith's look, but yeah, I think that seems to have calmed down. Look at used to it. Also on the 24th, a coming of age comedy called Booksmart. Whoa, what? What? Isn't it crazy that it's the last day of school? Are you kidding me, Samantha? 
we didn't party because we wanted to get into good colleges. And it worked. The irresponsible people did both. We have to go to a party tonight. What? Just kidding. I don't have one. Book Smart. Rated R. Everywhere Memorial Day weekend. Book Smart stars Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Devers, two grade 12 girls looking to leave high school in style. Feldstein has had some very memorable roles in Lady Bird and Neighbors 2. I've always enjoyed her performances, and I just found out she's actually Jonah Hill's little sister. She's doing just fine without having to trade in on Big Brother's name. Dever, I remember from Justified. She was also in the Tim Allen sitcom Last Man Standing. Book Smart is also the director the directorial debut for Olivia Wilde, and it actually looks pretty great. Hand sanitizer. Cat. Chapstick. Cat. Mace. Listen, it is very important that you keep the safety... Oh! Up next, we're going to tell you about a movie that may be opening soon, maybe not. We'll explain that next. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry, Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes doing our May movie preview. We're on to May 24th, and this next one is a neat one, I think, for both horror fans and superhero fans. It's called Brightburn. Mom, who am I? You are a gift. Ah! We believe... That you came here for a reason. I know that you feel different from other kids. You are different. Bright burn. Let it are in theaters May 24th. Imagine if a young Clark Kent, aka Superman, went bad. That his parents, Ma and Pa Kent, were not able to guide him down the right road. Or maybe he was just inherently evil. That's the premise behind Brightburn. It stars Elizabeth Banks and Roy from The Office as a couple on the farm who become the adopted parents of an alien child who crashes on Earth. He appears to have all of Superman's powers, flight, speed, strength, laser eyes. There's no direct mention of any other superheroes. He's just, let's just play pretend here. He even has a red cape, and he does not want to use his powers for good, and he goes on a murderous rampage, and that's kind of a terrifying thought, because how do you stop Yep, Superman, that an angry Superman? Oh. You don't stop him, oh so gosh. it looks really cool. Also on the 24th, question mark, Brad Pitt stars in the sci-fi space movie Ad Astra, for which there is no trailer. Now that is some intriguing business right there. Even though it is still listed as opening on the 24th, a Hollywood reporter suggests it may be pushed back. It's a $50 million movie from Disney and Fox that director James Gray says he intends to be the most realistic portrayal of space ever. Pitt plays an Army Corps engineer who travels through the solar system looking for his father, Tommy Lee Jones, who left for Neptune 20 years earlier. So it sounds interesting, and you'd think a Brad Pitt movie would sort of have all its ducks in a row, but if it's supposed to open in three weeks and no one's seen a trailer yet, I don't know. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, moving on to the 31st now, where it's the Elton John biopic, Rocket Man. So how does a fat boy from nowhere get to be a soul man? I'm thinking of changing my name to Elton. But that's my name. Yeah, I know. Baby! Well, you could be the best-selling artist in America if you desire. I was trying to do something bold. Why are you still something flashy? Can you even play the piano in those? Let 
Elton John is played by Taron Edgerton from Kingsman, and it actually looks like a lot, a lot like Bohemian Rhapsody, which makes sense as it's directed by Dexter Fletcher, who finished directing Bohemian Rhapsody after Brian Singer was turfed. He'll always be the Band of Brothers' Sergeant Martin to me, though. Great show. If there's one thing that Bohemian Rhapsody proved, it is that there is an audience for these kind of movies, so Rocket Man may be a big hit. Maybe I should have tried to be more ordinary. He would never ordinary. On May 31st, the Super Beast returns. Rodan. Chidora. Mother. How many of these things are there? They're everywhere. Why is it comforting? We need a giant monster on our side. My God. Zilla. Oh, yeah, sure. Let's bring him in for a beer. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. It's the follow-up to 2014's Godzilla, which was a solid rendition that for the first time brought the traditional look of Godzilla to a fully CG-realized monster. Because as you recall, I think it was 1996 or 97 when they did uh, that North American Godzilla, but he looks more like just a giant dinosaur. It was 98. 98? Wow. Yeah, that was like, oh, it's just Jurassic Park in New York City. Yeah, and so uh, that movie, I when I watch the movie, I don't hate it, but it just wasn't Godzilla. Uh, so I liked the 2014 version, but Godzilla's enemies were unrecognizable in the sense that we'd never seen them before. So that just kind of took away from the fun. Well, in this one, they're going all in because all the bad guys, at least all of Godzilla's enemies are there. Rodan, Mothra, King Ghidorah. It's going to be a huge smackdown. Has a solid cast, too. Vera Farmiga, Kyle Chandler, Ken Watanabe, Millie Bobby Brown, a.k.a. Eleven from Stranger Things. But no one cares about the actors here. We're going to see this movie to watch Monsters and Mayhem, and it looks fun. And something creepy to end the month, a movie called Ma. Can you buy some booze for my friends and I? Hell. Ooh, there's my girl. You guys want to party like rock stars? Follow me. Welcome to Ma. Let's rage! <laughs> what happened last night? I don't want to hang out at Ma's anymore. It's the best party in town. Don't be a loser. Just do it. Can you just get out of here? Are you mad at me for something? Octavia Spencer, who usually plays very nice people, is a Kathy Bates and Misery level psychopath in this. She befriends a bunch of teenagers by buying them booze and letting them party in her basement. But when their interest wanes, she gets jealous and possessive and, judging by the trailer, looks murderous. It looks like it's a fun turn for Spencer, but the trailer shows her sewing one of the teens' mouths shut, so I am out. Check in. Max, I want you to meet someone. Nice to meet you, Maggie. Your mom was always nice to me. That's something you should try and do, Maggie. Mom went to high school with our parents. Hey, guys. She's writing something. Sounds like someone's a little jealous. Why is my son... Shots, everybody! ...spending time at your house? 
kind of mother. Why wait for the weekend? Parties with high schoolers. That is crazy. <laughs> this ought to shut you up. That concludes the May movie preview. Not a bad list indeed. The summer movie season. I guess technically, like the summer movie season always kicked off with the first weekend in May, but the last two years, the Avengers have opened in the last weekend of April. Some of the Fast and Furiouses have been in April lately too. Yeah. So I think the, so I guess more of an April thing, yeah. Well, mid April to. August. Yeah, I think like if there is, I think I actually saw a calendar once where they broke it down where it's May to, I think the end of August is considered the summer season. Yeah, but August usually sucks. Yeah, yeah, because no, because people are yeah. just trying to get in the last month of summer, so they're not going to the movies and stuff started opening. Big things started opening in April, so yeah. I don't, I don't, but I don't count. I don't count the Fast and the Furious movies. You the suck. Avengers movies, yes, Fast and Furious. They were like the, they were like the, the appetizer for the summer movie season. Well, a lot of Canada saw snowflakes in the past week, so I don't know that we need to name seasons, anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And up next, speaking of the Avengers, Jeff went to see it. He's going to offer. The second opinion from the Couch Potatoes. Next, you're listening to the Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff, he's Brett, and now it's time for my review of Avengers Endgame. The world has spoken. Avengers Endgame is shattering box office records around the world. Whatever it takes. Avengers Endgame, rated PG-13. Now, what can you say that isn't a spoiler? Four and a half couch cushions out of five. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> no, I'll go into... Now, it did, I didn't write this down. It won all the money last weekend, uh, $350 million in North America. Yeah, 357 was the updated... The uh, final numbers? Yeah. 1.2 or 1. more uh, billion yeah, worldwide? Yeah, 1.2 billion. That's crazy. And by now, it's made more. And by the end of this weekend, it'll have made another ton of money. So it's breaking all those records. We'll get into that at some point. Seriously, though, I really did love it. I, and I love that I didn't know what to expect. We ran through a lot of trailers in our May preview there, but frankly, the best way to see any movie is to go in cold. Now, of course, it's hard to pick a movie to go see if you don't have any information, so that's not really practical. But again, a lot of trailers give away far too much. So this Avengers marketing was a breath of fresh air, actually, being super stingy with new footage or even hinting at what the story may be. I think almost everything in the trailers was used up in the first half hour of the movie and gave away zero to the story other than... They were obviously going to try to fix the problem that came up at the end of Infinity War. It went... uh and it ended up going in a way I really wasn't expecting, and it was delightful. The one thing I didn't want it to do, which I won't mention because it would be a spoiler, they did do, but it turns out didn't bother me a whole lot. My chief complaint would be, you know, what wasn't in the movie, but there was so much stuff that was in the movie, you couldn't really miss anything. Point being, a lot of people complain when they look forward to something, that, and it isn't exactly what they had made up in their head, which is not a good way to look at things, and if that happens to you a lot, you should relax. I do have a list of nitpicks, but we're all only one week into this thing, so they'll wait a while. And I managed to avoid spoilers, sort of. There was one thing I thought might happen, and while I didn't have it confirmed, I had a very good suspicion of it that it would be there before I went into the theater, and it's my fault because I went to YouTube to try to watch something, and I typed in two words associated with the MCU in the YouTube search bar, and the stupid autofill thing added another word, making a phrase that turned out to be the thing in the movie, and it wasn't a thing that had been in any of the other movies, so I was pretty sure it was going to be in the Endgame, and that kind of got on my nerves. But again, I had guessed months ago that it was a thing that would happen. I was sort of prepared for it. Um, if you haven't seen it yet and you still plan to, 
And it's been a while since you've seen any of the other movies and you have time. Here's a few suggestions of what movies you should watch or rewatch before going in. Uh, the list I made, watch them you know, in the order they were released. But if you've seen them all before, it doesn't really matter. I would say watch all four previous Avengers movies. Iron Man 1, Thor The Dark World, Captain America Civil War, both Guardians of the Galaxies, and if you had time, The Winter Soldier. Iron Man and Winter Soldier, not critical if you've seen them before. I watched a lot of these in the last few weeks, and it really helped. And there was stuff in Endgame that made me wonder if I had actually missed a movie, but I guess I'd just forgotten because I didn't watch all of those. In fact, one of them I had, I'd only seen once in theaters years ago when it came out. And, Thor? Yeah. And then there's all some Thor stuff, and I was like, oh, what, what is this? I don't remember any of this, but... He did a pretty good job explaining it. So four and a half couch cushions out of five. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that's what I gave it last week, and I would add. Uh, last week I mentioned that there was nothing at the end of the credits because that's what I had read. So I didn't bother sticking around. Yeah, for it. Yeah, there was a little stinger. There was like this sound stinger, and it's it doesn't advance the story. If anything, it's it's a tribute uh, to something that's happened in the past. But like I had read that there were movie theaters putting up signs saying there is nothing at the end of the credits because, <laughs> because they want people out so they can sweep up so they yeah, can get more people in. They want to clean clear people out. It's a three hour movie. It's already yeah. taking up a ton of time. So yeah. they got to move people out as quickly as possible so they can get as many showings in I stayed for it because I knew there was something and I had already gone to the bathroom and didn't have to go so and it was very minor uh, but nobody was it wasn't people people weren't growing like oh we waited for that so it was minor but people enjoyed it just in the context of what it was and what came before it in the movie people were cool with it have you thought about yet where this one ranks for you uh oh i hate doing it because just from recency bias it's always it's you it's nice to put like some time in between these things but it's going to rank up there but it's also going to be a thing where i will lump it together with infinity war always there'll be like I'll never watch one without having watched the other right before or right after it. So, yeah. so it's but it's going to be high. Yeah, I don't know where I would put it as well because uh, when I saw Avengers: Infinity War, I think I gave it a good review, but at the time I preferred Civil War because I, I remember being thinking this was good, but uh, there was something missing, and I never did end up going back to see it again. But <clears throat> repeated viewings at home, yep. I have learned to appreciate Infinity War Same here. a lot more. Yeah, uh, where I just like. So the, I've said this before, but the dialogue in that movie, the witty dialogue, the little comedic lines that they just sort of insert, just get me every time. Thor calling Rocket Raccoon Rabbit through that whole movie is maybe my favorite thing in all the Marvel movies. Really? Yeah. Come on, Rabbit. Just the way he says it. Like, like he's dumb and he just doesn't understand what a raccoon is, right? So, yeah. That's just fun. Uh, so I, I'm not, I, I haven't decided yet either. I need to see it again, and I am, in fact, going yeah. to see it for a second time this weekend to see how it holds up. So that's Avengers Endgame. We got two minutes left here to talk about the other massive thing bam, happening bam, bam, in bam, pop bam. culture right now. The most heroic thing we can do now is look the truth in the face. So it's our weekly Game of Thrones quick recap. What did you think? Uh, I really liked it. Spoilers, by the way, coming up. Uh, maybe we won't get super spoilery, but uh, my favorite character has always been Arya, and we've watched her train and train and train for seven years now, and it finally paid off in a huge way, and I just enjoyed that moment so much. I, I, I cheered. I imagine I wasn't the only one that cheered yeah. the moment, and so that was that was amazing for me, and 
a lot of the other stuff that happened in this big giant battle at Winterfell didn't add. I, I'm sort of meh on when it comes to the battles in this show for I don't know why, but I did enjoy the dragons. Every time the dragons breathe fire, that looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, the dragons are cool, and I loved that. Uh, well, you know this. Let's. I'm just trying to think. Is this spoilery? Because very much like Avengers, anybody who wants to have seen the Avengers by now probably has seen it. But uh, not, but you still there's that time gap, and a lot of people might be waiting to watch Game of Thrones until it's all over so they can binge it. So I don't want to get too into it, but... It's also a TV show. So uh, anyway, (laughs) sorry, I'm just working through it uh, as we go here as to what I can say about this. So I guess I won't say anything other than it was very dark. Yep. I mean, it's set at night. It, uh, they, they sh- it was a 55-day production on location, and then another four weeks, I believe, in studio. So this was, and it was all shot at night because it was a night battle. They wanted it to look like a night battle. And when I first watched it, I thought, this is really dark. Like, I was watching it at night, but I still had to kill all the lights so I could, because I could mostly tell what was going on. I'm not complaining about it, but a lot of people are complaining about it online, and they're having, they're, they're creators are having to defend their choice to shoot it in the dark like that but uh, i don't know i think it added to the mood and the tension like this was a battle at night with the army of the dead it made it more tense and it kind of puts you in that position like what would it be like to be in a battle like that oh that's what it would be like it would be horrifying but ultimately if you're making a tv show you need people to be able to see your tv show that's true. But you were able <laughs> to watch it. No I was, yeah, I think it probably depended a lot on people's uh, provider and their TV or computer setup or whatever they were watching on. So that is all the time we have for the Couch Potatoes. Jeff's going to go see... Long Shot. Long Shot. He'll have a review of that next week. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. Remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother. <laughs>